Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Q&A Podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always is my pal DeQuincy. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And uh, that's right, we've, we've reached another milestone. Oh, what's this? Because tonight's episode is episode 55! I just, I just wanted to do it. I had to, had to give it a shot. Well, now thank you for making half our listening audience completely deaf. <laughs> we can just... Hey, that's that's straight up Van Halen right there. No, whatever. So, I find it ironic that you're going to do Van Halen and we're about to talk about basketball. <laughs> Why is it so ironic? Van, um, basketball is one of the most blackest sports in the world, and Van Halen is <laughs> one of the whitest bands in the world. So, nice work with that one. Oh, well, basketball's invented by a white guy. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Get your facts right. Okay. Um, yeah, so, talking some more hoops tonight. There's actually been a lot going on in basketball, and not a whole lot going on in other sports, so we're going to talk some hoops. Yeah, I think I said this on the last podcast, this is like a terrible time for sports, because all, you know, Super Bowl's over with, baseball is just getting started, and for people who really don't watch basketball all that often, like we do, it's not that good. Yeah. And... You know, for the most part, the games are going to be played the same until, like, the last five minutes. That's mm-hmm. when the intensity really picks up. Um, and I'm not going to sit and watch every game to catch a highlight that happens in the first quarter, like a spectacular dunk. Um, but anyways, uh, what we're going to do, whenever we talk about basketball, we've decided to to break it down. Uh, we're always going to talk about our hometown Rockets, give an update wherever we can, because uh, there's always something going on with the team. You know, the team... Um, Currently is without Dwight Howard, uh, and has been for a couple weeks, and will be for a few more weeks. So I think um, some, hopefully, hopefully the next time we talk about basketball, we'll have a uh, we'll have a better pro- like idea of when you know he, he'll come back if if uh, if he comes back at all. Uh, and then we're going to look at you know probably about uh, we're sending on like four other teams to kind of look at. Depending how busy the, the that week is, we might do you know upwards of six to eight. Right, and this week it was pretty busy for four teams, really. Yeah. Uh, well, the four teams we picked. Right, we picked right. two. I picked two. We just talked about. Them. So uh, let's start with your two. What's the first team you want to talk about? Well, I think you got to start off uh, in Chicago. Derrick Rose, man, uh, another knee injury. <coughs> this time to, well, again to the right knee. It's torn meniscus. Torn meniscus. Um, he's already torn the meniscus in that knee. And is that the knee he had uh, reconstructive surgery as well? No, I think it's the opposite knee. Okay. Well, still, that's like his third or fourth knee injury. Um, and a lot of guys don't come back from those types of injuries. You know, whether it is a meniscus or uh, reconstruction, when you go through that much, you go through that much, uh, it's, it's got to be tough. Uh, and this is a guy who historically has taken a lot, he's taken all the literally all the time in the world to get back to get back on the court to get into practice even you know there was you know last year when he was out with the knee injury everybody was asking you know is he close to returning and they said well he he's cleared to play he just has to you know be he has to feel 100% yeah well it's, it's two things it's 
you really want to take your time with injuries like that because you're all you're constantly running, jumping on the hardwood. Right. So you really want to take your time so you don't have another in, another injury, which unfortunately happened to them. And point two, it's about you know feeling comfortable. It's a mental thing when you get hurt. And he's clearly shaken up mentally. It's like okay, if I if I'm driving down the hoop, if I'm driving out to the hoop, can I jump? Can I land on the knee? Can I do all the physical things that I'm used to? I'm I think I've told you before because I've always heard stories of people, especially in the NFL, talking about how the ACL surgery, it takes two years for them to recover, one year for their knee to feel right, and another year for them to feel comfortable running on it. Yeah. And I feel like that's what he's doing right now. He's not 100% comfortable with his body. He doesn't feel like he can do what he used to do for, you know, 20-some-odd years growing up, jumping and cutting. And I also, I also think, like, it might be – an injury because he's moving differently. His body is handling it. Like, if you walk a certain way, if you try walking a different way, your body is like, well, what's going on on here? And it's, easy, it's easier for you to, you know, get hurt. Right. I feel like he's overcompensating for his ACL tear and his, other, and his left knee, so his right knee is also getting a problem. So, so you think that his the, the, um, the mental aspect... Uh, in addition to you know, still adjusting to to his body again, uh, played a role in this this new injury. Yeah, that's it's a mental thing. Like if you hurt yourself, you break your hand, if you tear your ACL, whatever happens, mm-hmm. your body can heal at a certain rate, but it still takes a while for your mind to heal. Like, if you are walking up the stairs and you step wrong, you break your ankle, mm-hmm. even when you're completely healed, I guarantee next time you walk down those stairs, you're going to be holding on to that, that guardrail. Yeah. You're not going to be going as fast. It's just a mental thing that that all of us, us humans have just to, for protection. And it's happened to Derrick Rose. I feel like I mean, he just had the surgery today. Mm. Right. Um, he's talking about four to six weeks for him to come back. I feel like it's going to be close to that six-week time period just from everything we've seen, you know, him being careful, uh, taking his time. He's uh, he's also said that he worries about what his life is going to be like 20, 30 years down the road, being able to walk. He worries about that more than just going out there and throwing cautious of wind and diving and dunking and all that stuff. So... I feel like the you know the MVP Rose that guy isn't coming back not just because of injury but because of mentally he's not he's going to protect himself more. Do you think even a number one guy Rose comes back? Because I don't think I think no I think when he comes back he will still be a top. When he was his MVP he was like the best point guard number one. I think he can still be a top five point guard, but that dominant guy Man, that's, that's gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's name the uh, point guards you think that that could be ahead of Ahead of him, Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Russell Westbrook. Yes. Uh, John Wall. Yes. Kyrie. Yes, I agree. And um, who else? No, Harden's not a point guard. He's a shooting. No, he's not. And Steph Curry's a shooting guard. I'll, I'll just go through the the conference. Toronto. Uh, Kyle Lowry. At this point, yeah, I think Gallery's better. Okay. Milwaukee. I don't even know what their point guard is. Uh, Miami Drogic. 
Um, the fact that you have to think about it tells me that Rose is. Been, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, uh, a fully healthy Rose, mm-hmm. I would say, because Drogic, Drogic is having a pretty good year, and he's had some. He's he's strung along some pretty good consecutive mm-hmm. years during the time that Rose has been out. Um, so uh, it's kind of hard to to argue at this point. Darren Williams of Brooklyn, uh, who's had no. his own injury yeah. issues. Uh, yeah, I still take Rose. Um, if I can't even if I can't even name the point guard <laughs> on the team, I, uh, that means no. So Charlotte, no. Indiana, Detroit, Boston, Marcus Smart, no. Uh, keep going. Okay, let's go. Golden State. No, because I don't know who the point guard is. Steph Curry. It is Steph Curry. Curry. Oh, then Curry. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you name five right there. Yeah. Oh, and Lowry. You only have six. Uh, Memphis. Jesus, he's like one of the most underrated park guys in the league, and I can't think of his name. Pond Dexter? No. Quincy? No. No. I'm not sure. Jesus, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> but he's a damn good point guard, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. This is sad. But let's move on. Houston, I still take him over uh, Beverly. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. a healthy Rose can still score. I'm for really sure. looking uh, um, Conley, for Mike Conley, yeah, Mike Conley. Um, I still take Rose over him, but just barely. No, I'll, I'll take Conley. Okay, so right, right, right now he's. I mean, so that's seven guys. You name uh, Portland, Lillard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dallas, Rondo, and we'll talk about them later. Ooh. I'd rather have Rose. Yeah, I don't like malcontents. Um, Chris Paul. Did we name him? We didn't, but that's because we bashed him in our last podcast <laughs> where we said he was overrated. He is overrated. Uh, but at this point, I would take Chris Paul over D. Rose. Okay. Sent Parker. Nice no, tool. Um, then we cut through New Orleans, Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento, Denver. I, the only guy over there I can name is... Um, Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, Bledsoe. And I still take Rose up. So he's still top 10. I mean, we just named nine guys in front yeah, of him. Yeah, top 10, I, 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 can, I can give him that. Uh, but top five, I think, I think that's out of the picture um, for now, and probably going forward. Because uh, look, th- these are knee injuries, man, and like you said, he's clearly not over the mentally, uh, and if you can't get over that hump, you're just a totally different player. So I have a question: Should the Chicago Bulls? Rebuild. Let's blow it all up. Um, yes, I think they should, and I think they should find a new centerpiece <coughs> to build the team around. And when D Rose is back, he's no longer the guy, and he is the complement to whoever the new guy is. Because going into the next year, because you know, I think their title. Chances are sunk for this year. But going into next year, Paul Gasol will be 35. Aaron Brooks will be 31. Kirk Heinrich will be 35. And who's like, Taj Gibson will be 30. It's like... How old will Noah be? Noah will be 31. Already? Yeah. Wow. You've got to... It's, it's time. It's time to rebuild because going next season, Rose will be, what, 27? Let me look. Yep, he'll be 27. Okay. Yeah. It, it's time. Um... Uh, and if you were able to get a, a, a centerpiece 
who's in his prime, that's a guy, those guys that you just named are guys that you could easily put around, you know, a centerpiece type of player and contend for a title and not rely on Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is now option two, isn't he? He has to be at this point. I mean, at this point, you can't expect him to be healthy. You have to have superstars around him like uh, like the Rockets are doing, like uh, Dallas, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? There's something else I had to ask you, and I don't even remember. My mind is gone. Uh, no, I mean, that's, that's probably the best way without... That was the best way to... To talk about it without asking, is he done? I don't think he's done. I mean, he's still young enough to where he can put together and be a all-star level point guard. I just think that number one option MVP face of face, the league. one of the faces of the league. I think that's gone. Yeah. Oh, you know, I just thought what I was going to tell you the perfect candidate for him right now is Anthony Hardaway. Yeah. When he came, when Anthony Hardaway was Orlando, he was quick. He was a great scorer. He's one of the best point guards in the league. And then knee injury just sapped him until he was a shell of himself in New, in New York. Grant Hill, Grant Hill. I mean, Grant Hill right now is the best, what you hope for right now. He gets hurt, and he's able to come through it and find you know a, a miracle training staff like Grant Hill had in in uh, Phoenix. Maybe it's good. What, what the hell are they doing in Phoenix? This is like um, experimental sim cell uh, research. Seems like everybody who goes to Phoenix gets healthier. They did that with Shaq. They did it with Steve Nash. Well, Phoenix, what's going on in Phoenix? Isn't Arizona the closest state to New Mexico? Yes. Sure. Oswell, man. Area 51. Oh, that's what you call it? Alien DNA? Hey, who knows, man? They're the closest. They can probably get it the quickest. I mean, Shaq left Phoenix and basically retired. It takes Steve, you. Steve Nash can't get off the floor in L.A. Like, it, literally, he can't get off the lane on the floor. It would take us about two days to drive through Texas just to get into New Mexico just to get to Roswell. Where Arizona, and especially if we leave from Houston, but we go you leave from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, what, it's maybe half a day? I'm not even going to look this up. I'm just going to take your word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm uh, just going to believe you. Aliens, man. Aliens. <laughs> that, that's your reason. They're getting it from Mars. M-A-R-S. Mars. Red Rocks. <laughs> uh, anything else for Chicago? That's the logical explanation I can think We'll go with that. So we both think their title hopes are... Are their playoff hopes dashed? Oh, no, I think... What is their current record? Currently, they are 37-23. and 23. They're fourth. There is no way that they fall from that out of the playoffs because they would literally have to lose... How many games they won? That's like 60 games. They'd have to go something like 2-20 and 20 to get knocked out of the playoffs. Oh, okay. okay. Remember, this is the East we're talking about. That's true. <laughs> Brooklyn is in eighth place. Brooklyn is in eighth place at 23-32. and 32. Under 500. So, gotcha. And, th- and again, they still have a pretty good team. And you still have Pau Gasol. You still have, you know, Noah. Um, got Gibson. Heinrich, you know, as I didn't know he was 34 years old, but as old as he is, he's still, old. you know, he, he's still in the league for a reason because he is, um, he's a capable point guard at this point. 
Well, Aaron Brooks will be the point guard. He's a shooter. Yeah, yeah, he'll still be capable. Yeah, but Aaron Brooks is thirty years old. Can you? <laughs> Man, like yesterday he was just a boy playing on the, the Houston Rockets. Yeah, or a young man. So many years, so many three-point attempts. <laughs> All right. So we both still have Chicago in the playoffs. Just yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, looking at the records now for sure. If let's see, if it stays the same, if the playoffs started today, they would be taking on Milwaukee, and I still think they have they would have the firepower to beat Milwaukee. Wow. They could actually. They, they could definitely beat Milwaukee. Because Milwaukee is a very young team still. Milwaukee is sneaky young. Well, no, sneaky good. And, like, all their guys have this wicked wingspan. Their yeah. defense is great. Offensively, not so much. <laughs> um, let's keep it rolling. What was the other thing you want to talk about? Or do you want to skip back and forth? Uh, yeah, let's go back and forth. Um, team I want to talk about, we'll go to a lowly team that needs some love. Minnesota. Currently 13 and 43, last in the West, but made a big trade to bring the big ticket back home. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you don't sound so happy about that. Uh, I mean, look, what are you, what are you going to get from, from Kevin Garnett? His first game back, he played, what, 20 minutes? And he was quoted to, he quoted to reporters as saying uh, he felt like poo-poo, essentially. His body after playing twenty minutes. Goofy, um, what you five? <laughs> I don't want to swear on the podcast, but yeah, I mean he's at the end of the line. But uh, tonight, one of the guys who always say veteran leadership and all the stuff like that. Yeah, if you're out on the court, well, he is out on the court. Even if he comes off the bench, only plays eighteen minutes a game. Yeah, I mean, if, if you can get something out of him, sure. Uh, Personally, I think it's just a nice story to have him back in the. And for me, that's the only thing I can take away from draft him. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I take away from it is that you know he's gonna he's gonna you know uh, finish his career out with the team that drafted him, mm-hmm. and that'll be it. Because this is a, this is a team that is not ready. To he scored five points with and eight rebounds in the game against the Wizards. This is a team that is not going to the playoffs this year um, or any time for the foreseeable future. And this very well is it for for KG this season. So no, have you heard, you haven't heard this? No, Minnesota wants to sign him to a two year deal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, two year extension. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like I'm confused. You're like what? He should just go home now. Why won't they let him go home? <laughs> he is home in Minnesota. Let's oh, true. Wow, he be he's 38 right now, so they're gonna give him. That's so, so many miles on that 6'11 frame. Especially with someone who plays as intense as he does. Yeah. Oh, that's just crazy. Giving him two years. I mean, it's nice that he's back and, you know, you have the little retirement ceremony. You hang his jersey up in the Raptors. but And you sell a few tickets now. Yeah. But who's going to want to go see this guy next season? You know, it's it's not, uh, not going to have the same pizzazz. Fancy word for that. Um, well, you really hope that he's a, you know, role model for the young guys like Anthony Bennett and what's the other guy? The number one draft pick, Andrew Wiggins. Oh, that's the guy you want. Yeah, Andrew, yelling and screaming and. Uh, hey, Anthony Wiggins is a star in the making. I can already say that. 
I can see him being taking the Anthony Davis role and being a superstar three years into the league. That would be incredible. That'd be and, and that's what the league needs is guys like that. Yeah, young guys in places like Minnesota, Utah, places like that that don't get a lot, a lot of pub. Right. It's just a matter of keeping them there. Oh yeah, that's always the tricky part. That's what it's already happened twice in Minnesota with Garnett and Kevin Love guys leaving for greener pastures and better chance at a rink. Oh yeah. Do you see Minnesota ever being like either contracted or moved? Man, that's a good question. Bless you. Thank you. Um, no, because I think they're they're pretty. Are they the closest to Toronto? Uh, Toronto's in the east, though, buddy. Oh, okay, so um, no, I, I don't see them. No way. Actually, I could see them get moved. Because who else is going to move to Seattle? Well, right now, the rumor is Milwaukee. Oh, this, I feel like there's more history there in Milwaukee than, uh, than there is in Minnesota. Minnesota's, you know what, they're around, I mean, 25, 30 years now? Yes. Milwaukee's been around since, like, the 50s. <laughs> yes. Essentially. So, I can see Minnesota moving over to uh, Seattle before. Seattle, um... Before uh, Milwaukee, Las Vegas. Honestly, I'd rather see him go to Seattle. No, I'm just naming. Oh, okay. Montreal. 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 No, not at all. Not at all. That's one thing I forgot to put in my baseball column. I was going to make two more teams. Bring back the Expos. Bring back the Expos, and then put one team in Vegas. Interesting. It'd be 32 teams. So it'd be four divisions. I mean, there'd be. National and American, each conference has 16 teams, four divisions, make it even as hell. Maybe the Astros wouldn't have to be all the way in the West, <laughs> but all right. Um, anything else? I mean, the, the, the Timberwolves? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, really, you're looking, for the, looking to the future that's including... You're looking at a future that includes an old guy. <laughs> a very, very old guy. You're looking into the future that has your past in it. Yeah. Um, you just I, I really just love An- An- Andrew Wiggins. And I hope Bennett, um, Anthony Bennett, 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 Bennett whatever, <laughs> can put it together. And oh, Zach Levine. Zach Oh. We're, the guy from the dunk contest. Zach Levine is a freak. That's all I got to say about that. You got to like that, too. That's something to, to get excited about. If he can translate that into, into an actual game. Any kind of dunk. We'll see. Um, moving on. Your turn. Let's go back. What, what's your second team? Let's look at Dallas, man. Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Dallas is currently 39-21 and 21 in fifth place in the Western Conference. Had quite a bit of stir this week, yeah. Uh, the uh, the what is it? The uh, immovable force. I was gonna say one <laughs> one asshole meets another. <laughs> okay, I mean, two hard headed guys. I mean, for me, it's no surprise that Rondo doesn't do what he's told. I mean, he's been kind of finicky ever since he came into the league. 
But it was it was a matter of time before these two forces collided. Uh, Rajon Rondo and head coach Car- Rick Carlisle. This is a guy who is a pretty hard nosed guy. He's not one to back down from players, uh, which is good. I, you know, I like the fact that he's a tough coach, and he you know because he's the leader of that team. That's his team to coach. You know, he he should be. Uh, you know, setting everything the way that, that he wants. And he, you know, that's what the team's for. That's that's what your guys are supposed to do. They're supposed to run the plays that you you designed. Uh, and unless it absolutely breaks down, then you should do your best to, to keep, stick to the playbook. Uh, agreed. And Rondo was the kind of guy who just likes dishing the ball and racking up assists, man. He can't shoot anymore. He racks up assists to the detriment of his team sometimes. Which is crazy to think. Exactly. So, a question. I mean, we're talking about Rondo and his assists. Do you think he's a, a max guy, someone you pay five years, 95 to $100 million to? Absolutely not. Agreed. He doesn't shoot enough. He's a malcontent. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he'd do is pass the ball. And no man that only passes the ball is worth $90 million. Yeah, exactly. And now with the new analytics and the NBA, we're going to a three-and-drive situation. You know, you shoot threes or you drive to the hoop. For his career, Rondo is a 26% three-point shooter, and he is a 60% free-throw shooter. This year with the Dallas Mavericks, he's shooting, get ready, 28% at the free-throw line. What? (laughs) That's disgusting. He doesn't even deserve five million dollars. He ha- he's taken seven free throws. I mean, he's taken twenty five free throws, only made seven of them. That's ridiculous. And over the past two three years since he's come back from his ACL injury, his defense has slipped. So let me ask you a question: If he can't shoot threes and he he won't drive to the hoop because he's afraid of being fouled and his defense is slipping, how is that? How is he better than Patrick Beverly? Oof, that's tough. And Patrick Bradley's going to end up with something like three years, $18 million. Yeah. It's just his name recognition and his, his NBA championship. That's about it. Yeah, the championship he got with three Hall of Fame players. Yeah, no, I mean, right place at the right time for yeah. this guy. I mean, I think he's a he's a fine player, but I think he's going to get overpaid. That's what I'm saying. He's not as good as his name. He's not as good as he was five years ago. There's no doubt about that. So if he expects to get out there in free agency and make, you know, $90, million, he's going to be sorely mistaken. Because if I can see this and you can see this, GMs can see this. I don't think they're that dumb. <laughs> well, well, anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we have some smart ones. Um, anything else about Dallas? Uh, I seem to be asking that question about every team. Anything else about such They're not as good as uh, Chandler Parsons thought they were going to be. They are currently. They signed all that money. What are they? They are fifth right now in the Western Conference. And what are we? Third. We're third. In, yeah. So with another win tonight. What, uh, what do you like to say to Quincy? Eat it, Chandler Parsons. Eat it, handsome Chandler. Not that much. I mean, I wrote a glowing profile about why they should keep him. <laughs> and I, th- I believe he's hurt. Let me check that real quick. No, well, he took the money and ran. And yeah, he has a hip flexor injury and soreness in his ankle. Yeah. He hasn't lived up to the billing yet. Mm-hmm. To I mean, the bill, as I guess. 
But no, the forty-five million dollar bill. Oh, I hit the wrong person. I want to see how his stats are. It's like a um. You try to see how what your ex is doing without you. <laughs> um, so, pretty game. Let's see, his points are down from last year. Last year he was 16.6 again, now he's 15.4. Three-point percent has actually gone up, so apparently he's hitting the three. It's just the inside game. I think he's still adjusting to playing with, you know, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Monte Ellis, and now Rondo. I think next year is the year where he takes the lead. He certainly needs to, to, to justify all that money. <laughs> You're just hanging out that contract. Heck yeah. He signed it in, in a nightclub. That's one of the... <laughs> What, one of the biggest prick moves I've ever heard. <laughs> he makes 14.7 this year. Next year, 15.3. And then 2016, it's 16 million. Yo, 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 yo. I'm so cool. I'm going to sign my contract in nightclub. Come on. What is which, what is your hate with Chandler Parsons? I mean, this, he dissed the Rockets, man. And someone offers you $14 million. You would leave. Correct. Uh, well, how much was the Rocket? The Rockets was? had a chance to match it, but they weren't going to match it until they, you know, they knew Chris Bosh was um, going to sign out. Once he then signed, then Daryl Moore decided to let Chandler Parsons go. Okay, and again, Trevor Reza has been cheaper. What if the Rockets? What if the Rockets had matched it, mm-hmm. and you had the, and, you, and you had the choice? Because in that case, he wouldn't have the choice. But if you had the choice. I don't think the Rockets were ever going to match it unless they had Chris Bosh. Yeah, well, nobody's offering me $14 million right now. So I'm saying, like, if they had matched it and he had the option, would you stay with the Rockets or would you go with the Mavericks? Who, me? Yeah. That's not the, that, but that's not what happened. That's like asking me, well, if someone offered you $14 million, would you take it? I'm no just, one's offering me $14 million right now. That's all I can say. I'd stay with the Rockets if that were the case. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna let you continue because I don't know where you're going with this. Um, yeah, anything else you what you got? Oh, man, I feel like the Mavericks might be one of those teams that have a little tough spell and can fall down to like the seventh or eighth seed. Do you see them going far in the playoffs? Uh, let's see. Right now, the playoffs would start. They'd be matched up with Portland. No, I don't. I see them being a one and done team. Is it because of the lack of talent, or is it because of the drama? I think it's the lack of talent. I mean, their best player is still Dirk Nowinski, but he's slowing down now. He's not as effective as he's been the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. And you, know, part of that is, you know, teams can just completely slack off of Rondo. You know he's not going to shoot, and you know he's not going to drive, so you don't really have to spend that much time defending him. You can basically focus on the rest of the team. Like, Rondo's addition to the team has really helped them, hurt them on the offensive side. So I think they don't have the firepower to get past the first round. And Dallas has never been a defensive team. Yeah. And like I think they're, like, middle of the pack right now. But still, um, I expect them getting the playoffs and losing, like, six or seven games. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But they, I don't see them going too far, too deep into the playoffs at this point. At all. I mean... Maybe that's just me. Like, let's be wrong. All right, off the dials. Moving on to the last team, 
the what team was our last team? Do you remember? Cleveland. Yep. I would say Cleveland Indians. <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right now, they are fourth in the Eastern Conference with a record of thirty-seven and twenty-three. Big game, uh, LeBron James. Finally playing like an MVP ever since he took his two-week vacation in the middle of the season. Yeah, it was, uh, I guess, just a matter of time until they finally started gelling uh, like everyone expected them to. Yeah, again, we said this last podcast. It's like the Miami situation. It just takes time for you to get real chemistry with certain guys. And I feel like they have that with everybody except for uh, poor Kevin Love. Do you think Kevin Love is on Cleveland next year? I think he. I think there's a good chance he leaves. What percentage would you put that? What percentage would you put that? Uh, if they don't win a title this year, no. Even if they do win a title, I give it a eighty percent chance. Ooh, you're going high. Yeah, you're higher than I thought you were. I'm up there too. I think he. I mean, he, out of everybody there, he's sacrificed the most. He's taking on the Chris Bosh role from Miami. Yeah. I feel like. He doesn't. Um, he may not have that same mindset. He may want to be the number one guy again and move on. I just don't know how you leave LeBron James. Go play with Kobe. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Go from a team who has a legitimate shot at making the finals and winning to a team that you'll be battling and struggling to get over 500. <laughs> and if you're upset that you're not taking shots now, yeah, go play with Kobe. That's going to make that situation a hell of a lot better. Hashtag sarcasm. Go to Cleveland. Let's see. Last 10 games, they're 7-3. and three. I mean, they're really making a stretch right now. They're, they're going to overtake Chicago. Because only uh, half a game behind them. Chicago's going to fall to it out there, Wills. Uh, man, they might make it up to the second seed because they're only a game behind Toronto, but I don't think there's any way they're catching Atlanta. Atlanta's a fool. Right now, as we say, Atlanta's 10 games ahead of Cleveland. Yeah, I can see them, I guess, going as high as what, the number two seed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about, that's about right. Oh, I feel like this team is, you know, they're just, once you get a guy like LeBron, it's a, it really is about, it, it truly becomes about winning right away, and it just seems like you do kind of mortgage the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how many old guys they've got on their team now. I mean, they've been flirting with Ray Allen the entire offseason, who is already in his 40s, I think. Is he? I am so Uh Kendrick Perkins, who just signed on the team. You know, you've got Kevin Love, who has been around a long time now, it seems like. Ray Allen is 39, 30, yeah. 40 on July 20th, so you're close. Uh, who else is on this team? Oh, apparently, SI just reported Ray Allen would not sign with the Cavaliers. Oh, okay. If he decides to come back at all. Well, that's okay. It's okay. We're okay with that. Yeah, who else is on this this team? Well, let me check the basketball reference, and I can tell you. Very Jow. Still chugging along. Yeah. He's hurt. Oh, so very, very Jow's hurt? <laughs> let me get my surprise face on. Oh! Uh, let me 
me go through the rest of the teams. You named Iver, uh, Curry, Kyrie Irving, Sean Marion. Sean Marion? God, oh, okay. Uh, J- just trade for J.R. Smith and your boy, Iman Shumpert. J.R. Smith's getting up there. Sean Marion. Mike Miller. Old guy. James Jones. Old guy. Uh, you said Kendrick Perkins, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith's been in the league 10 years. Yeah. Brendan Hayward. Old guy. Good lord, you've been in 12 years. I thought this team was younger than that. Well, you do have that core group of Kyrie, Clay, oh no, Tristan Thompson. Kyrie, Mozgov. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah, Timothy Mozgov, Iman, Tristan, and Kyrie. You're, are you going to say his name like you want to say it? No. Uh, take a shower from the basketball Jones. <laughs> oh, disappointing. You're letting the fans down. Now, they're letting the fans down because they haven't been doing that all year. Mm. <laughs> oh, and their fans, Shepard really hasn't done anything. He was injured earlier. Now I'm looking at this like, where's Ray Allen going to play? It's like, Ray Allen's a superstar. I miss, is he going to be the franchise changer? I think he's going to, I think he should retire, but that's a whole other subject for another day. Yeah. Man, the Cleveland might be the best team in the East right now. Which is quite, quite an astonishment considering how far... You know how how much they they felt or how far they felt earlier in the season. Oh, I'm looking at this right now, and I really hope Cleveland makes it to the number two seed because you know who's in seven? Miami. You got it. <laughs> Would love to see that go seven. But let me ask you a question. Now that'll get old real quick. All the fans booing LeBron because he left. You think the booing? Of course. I mean, he bought, brought them two rings. I think they should cheer. I mean, if someone brings you a championship, even if they leave. You should be happy that you got two rings out of it. That's more than some teams got. Yeah, well, no, they booed him that first game back. It was a Christmas day, I think. I think you're right. So, doesn't doesn't seem like they're going to slow down anytime soon. Let me ask you. Cleveland, Atlanta, who you got? I've got Atlanta. Really? Yeah. I think they're a more complete team. Man, I'm going Cleveland. I can see that. I mean, they've got the hot. They would have the hot hand. Just and the best this reason, again, this reason, this reason alone. If Cleveland's down one with five seconds left on the clock, they're going to LeBron. Atlanta's down one, five seconds left. Who are you going to? Whoever's open. You don't have a superstar. That kind of hurts. I mean, team basketball yeah. can help. Can hurt. Can help you. But the only team that's ever won the title without a superstar was the uh, 2004 Detroit Pistons. True. And the only reason they won is because that Lakers team was quietly imploding. <laughs> uh, but you've also... That's true, but also the playoffs. The playoffs is a time where stars can emerge as well. And maybe we'll discover their, their true star. That's always a possibility, that's too. That's a possibility, but I yeah. still want to take the best the best team that has the best player. Well, that's hard to, that's hard to uh, not pick back that team. So you heard this uh, report from Brian Windhorst that LeBron is upset that no one's taking him seriously for MVP this year? No, but... Yeah, apparently he was upset because no was, was, everybody's talking about Curry and Harden and now Westbrook. Well, why should they pay attention to LeBron? He was hurt for 
a few weeks. He was uh, ineffective to begin with at the beginning yeah. of the season. And then he took his damn two-week vacation. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's looking more and more like Westbrook's going to take that team to the playoffs by himself. Um, which, you know, when you were labeled the number two guy, that's, that's not an easy task. That's a big accomplishment for, for a guy like that. So, no, I don't. I don't think LeBron should be anywhere near uh, the top three candidates for for MVP this year. Me too, because he's only been playing this way since he came back um, last month on the third uh, January thirteenth. Before that, he was really unaffected. He wasn't driving to the hole with the same uh, ferocity they had before, and it's like. Okay, I understand that you think you're the best and you're probably the best player in the NBA, but you haven't played the best this year. Right. You were in a you were LeBron, quote unquote, LeBron James, you know, all capital letters for the first two months, and then you took your damn vacation. <laughs> Whatever happened there, then you came back. Well, congratulations, you've been playing well for about six weeks. Yeah. It's. Uh, James Harden, Steph Curry, and even Westbrook, Westbrook have been doing it for longer. Especially, you know, Harden and Curry have been doing it the entire year for their teams. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, I mean, he's he's got his titles. He's got his MVP trophies. Mm-hmm. Come on, you know. Now you're just getting ridiculous, LeBron. Just getting ridiculous. Just getting a little greedy. Oh, guys. Um, yeah. Man. Do you think Cleveland will make the finals? No. I think Atlanta's got a good chance to, to beat them. <laughs> Should they make it? Oh, Somewhere there are like TV representatives that will cry if Atlanta made it to the <laughs> finals. TV ratings will plummet! They plummet! Pretty much. You don't play for... The Lakers or Knicks or you're not LeBron James. I think the man because I really don't see a team that's really better than them except for well, Atlanta's even. I would say if they mean the playoffs. Hmm. Hmm. Because there's not any other team I can see handling Cleveland on a, in a seven game series. No, not at the moment. So we're basically predicting that either Atlanta or Cleveland's going to make the finals. Yeah, that's not a bad. And you're going Atlanta, I'm going Cleveland. That's not a bad way to choose. No, it is not. All right. We good with Cleveland? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the team we all know and love, our Houston Rockets. Just won an impressive game last night. Uh, tonight. It will be last night when you hear this, though. Right. Um, against the Nets. Yay. This team is really, you know, holding its own without Dwight Howard. I think that's the biggest takeaway. And then Harden is really settling in as uh, 1A or 1B in, in the NBA this season for MVP. Who do you think wins the MVP? I hate to say it, but I think Steph Curry's going to get it. Which is weird considering. We are technically in a bigger market, but we Golden State gets they get more attention, like they are, like they're in the, like they're in the bigger market, which which is kind of lame. 
Golden State is 45 and 11. Houston is 40 and 18. Yeah. And Golden State's had our number this year. Yes, I think they beat us all three times. Yeah, so uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think Curry will get get the nod in the end. I think he'll get the nod, but I think this will be one of the closest MVP races in history because I can see a lot of voters going, thinking, well, Harden didn't have Howard for a large chunk of the season. Yeah, but Houston has always gotten that bad rap. It's always, always had that. It's just always been that bias against Houston. It seems like so. <laughs> That's why we exist, people. Yes, yeah, so I don't. I still don't think he's. Gonna, it's going to be that close. I think Curry's going to probably take a take a large portion of the uh, the votes in this one. Which I hate saying, but it's just how it is. I just think it's going to be close. I think Curry's going to win. I just think it's going to be closer than you think. Uh, you saw the Charles Barkley rant against Daryl Morey and Analytics, right? Yeah. Uh, anything you want to say about that? Uh, it's you know typical Charles. I mean, he's just a loudmouth. He says whatever he thinks sounds smart, or uh, you know, whatever he thinks people will really get behind. It. I don't think that. I think Charles Barkley just says how he feels. I don't think he ever thinks about what other people think. I think whenever Charles Barkley says something, it's what he truly feels. I don't know. There's a phoniness to him that it, how so? I think is there. I don't know. It's just he's just too over the top all the time. And come on, I mean that's how he was when he played. You know, how many extreme takes can you truly have? What other extreme there? take did he have? Um, he was. I'm trying to think. He was pretty, pretty open about the whole Adrian Peterson thing. You know, like, yeah, okay, sure, he went. He might have gone through that. He did go through that. He grew up in Alabama. What I'm saying saying is, yeah, he he might have gone through that, but now he just he. He makes it seem like it really isn't a big deal. And a lot of people clearly do think it's a big deal. Like I said, that's how he feels. It's not a big deal for him because he probably had his ass whooped with yeah. a stitch by his grandmother many a time growing up in Leeds, Alabama. Yeah. I don't know. It just I believe that whatever Charles Barkley says, he 100% in his heart of hearts believes it. Like He doesn't say anything for shock value or... Just to make people think he says it because that's what he believes. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's I mean, that's definitely your opinion. But just I, I look at him and I and really I don't pay attention to him enough. But the few times that I have like listened to him and stuff, he just there's just something that just seems kind of phony and disingenuous. Um, but I don't know. It, it's it, that's all very a very small uh, sample size, really, at this point. But we're getting off on a tangent. What did you think about what you said about analytics? Um, he he said they're stupid, essentially. Nah, basically. Well, that's stupid. I mean, that's just um, that's like basically what he said. Old man, uh, you know, anger or whatever. I mean, look, I think in this day and age, you have to you have to take. You have to take something from both sides, I think. I think you have to incorporate 
some analytics mm-hmm. with old school, you know, scouting and you know, old school thinking. Yeah. But I don't think at this time. I mean, if you really want to be a successful team, you can't you can't just use one over the other. I think some things he said were just insane when you talk about. Oh, uh, analytics doesn't matter. You went out there and you got James Harden. You went out there and you got a great player. Well, when they got James Harden, he wasn't a great player. He wasn't what he is now. He was a he was a player that Daryl Morey thought that could be better, be an MVP candidate because of his analytics. And bam, this is what happened. I mean, you go back to um, James Harden. Look at his career with Oklahoma. And when he wasn't the number, he's not a, when he was a number three guy. He was a number three guy, yeah. For sure. And he wasn't showing anything like this, you know, being the slashing three point shooting foul getting guy that he is now. <laughs> I mean, you really didn't have that much proof for that. And Daryl Moore trusted the numbers. He went and got that guy. So I think it's part of what Charles Barkley said was kind of dumb because, you know, Alex said, hey, James Harden is a good guy. He's going to be a great guy in the future. Go get him now before his price becomes exorbitant. Yeah. And, you know, they did all these other things before, you know, doing all these trades, shuffling the deck, keeping cap room so they could have a run at Harden and Howard and get the pieces around them and compete for a championship. Oh, I like analytics. You know, you know I do. I wrote my entire Dallas Keuchel piece about analytics, I, I agree with you. You gotta use both because in that piece, I was like, okay, what's making him so good? And then you figure out, oh, because his slide is working so great. I mean, it should be the same thing with analytics. You find out how come James Harden can do A, B, and C, then you break it down like, oh, that's why we should keep doing that so he gets better. Right, and then at the same time, you can also look at the tenacity, look at the toughness that a guy like that brings. Uh-huh. Those intangibles that you know are were key a long time ago and, and still are, but they're not the full, the sole, you know, basis of your assessment on these guys mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, but right now, with this team, with the Rockets, we're just sitting and waiting until Dwight Howard comes back because this team is only, I would say, 80%. Yeah. I think um, this could be a team to really reckon with when the playoffs come, especially if Howard is hope is um healthy. Cross your fingers on that one. This might be the best team to the the team with the best chance to go to the finals if Howard comes back healthy. The best Rockets team? No team. This best year. Overall team out yeah. of the West. I, I mean I don't know if Golden State is built to win a title. Man, I would give it to Memphis first. Yeah, Between Zero and Gasol. Oh my god, imagine you get a Memphis Atlanta Falcon, uh, a Memphis Atlanta Finals. TV executives would be jumping <laughs> out the windows like they did for the, the 30s, the 1930s. It'd be ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. Would you watch that? Probably not. Me neither. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep, keep an eye on it. But then again, I rarely watch basketball games. It doesn't involve the Rockets. Right. But you think that they're the best to come out of the West right now? Yeah, because they have they definitely have two superstars, and one is intact. Um, Let's go down the list: Oklahoma City, Westbrook. That's well, okay. Let's uh, reasons why you think this team won't make the finals. Okay, play this game: uh, Oklahoma City. Um, 
they don't have enough around Westbrook at this point. <laughs> I like how that's your answer, not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant come back from injury is mine. He's hurt. Yeah, come back from injury. I think that hurts him. Um, San Antonio, too old. Uh, we've been saying that for San Antonio for the past five years. Yeah, but they're finally starting to show. And they've already done it all. There's only so much more you can. There's only so many times you can really keep that momentum going. And I don't. I think it's slowing down. L.A. Clippers. I just don't like them. <laughs> they're just not. They are a word that a word I cannot say because our podcast is now family friendly. They are such arrogant idiots. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Uh, Dallas, where I spoke about Portland. Um, I don't know. They're they're too under the radar. That doesn't mean anything. Just because you don't know about them doesn't mean they can't win. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you are going to win either. I don't know. Just the, I don't know enough about them to to make an assessment. That's your reason why you're against them because you don't know anything about them. Yeah, for now. All right, fine. That's a very unvalid reason, but continue. Memphis. Uh, it's not. I, Memphis. It doesn't matter. Um, why they won't win? Why, yeah, why do you think they won't make it to the finals? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I can't think of any answers. Uh, that's what I'm going to add in last but not least. Uh, Golden State. I think two sharpshooting to be a, to be a finals team. Two sharpshooting? Yeah. I don't know. They, Describe. <laughs> I don't know if they have enough defense. Um, again, I don't know too much about the team, but just based on how... You know how many points they are averaging. It just doesn't seem like, and I know their point differential is the best in basketball, but it just doesn't seem like during the playoffs they'll be able to sustain that kind of dominance. You know, over the best teams. You know, like their their point differential uh, is based on playing not just Dallas and Houston, but also playing Charlotte. And Minnesota teams Crush that they can Charlotte. wow teams that they can handedly you know defeat. Golden State points per game, the first in the league. Uh, opponents points per game. How many game? How many points they give up? They're eighteenth out of thirty. If they give up hundred points a game, they score hundred and ten. Yeah, that's eventually going to catch up to you, especially in the playoffs. That's why I'm going. Memphis is the best defensive team in the league. Memphis scores 100 points per game, only give up 95, which is the best in the league. That's why I think Memphis will be the team that makes it to the finals. I think they're the man. If Memphis and Golden State meets up, I think Memphis just shut them down. Yeah. Because there's no driving to the hole against Zebo <laughs> and Gasol. Those are But I, you know, I'm still gonna stick with the Rockets for now. Uh, Homer, of course, of course. I'm more of a realist, apparently, in this, <laughs> in this podcast relationship. Um, gee, was there something else I wanted? To, how do you? 
the bench is like one of the strongest areas that the Rockets have right now. Yeah, that's a, I think that's another reason why they've got a good chance to, to make it all the way. You know, deep bench is good hard to come by these uh, days. Terrence Jones back. Yeah. Dante Montiunas. Uh, let's see. Cotis Papa Nicolau. <laughs> Say that five times fast. And I enjoy Josh Smith having him here on a Rocket team. I, th- I really thought that was a bad signing considering that the two things he couldn't do were drive to the basket and shoot threes. Just well, basically a bigger version of Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Let's see. With... He's shooting with Houston. He's shooting on three pointers. He's a career twenty eight percent. With the Rockets, he's shooting thirty five percent. It's the best he's ever had in his career. Ah, that's sick. I guess he's like putting all the liberators. He's just putting up the threes. He's already he's attempted thirty two already. I mean, no, I'm sorry. He's attempted ninety and hit thirty two. Jesus Christ, he's just... I'm just going to shoot a three. No, but, it, you know, at least it hasn't uh, been a detriment to this team. And, mm-hmm. You know, you have to like those results so far. The team is still winning, and they're not showing any signs of slowing down, even with... or even without a, you know, a number one big guy, big man in, in Dwight Howard. Now I'm worried that Dwight Howard will come back and slow it, slow the team down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. So like Dwight Howard. Just wish he'd stay healthy. And not have as many as kids. He's got like eight kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as he takes care of him, that's, that's his business. That's his business. All right. All right. You all NBA out? I am. Whew. Tired, ready to go home, sleep. So glad that we're coming to you on a Friday, so we both had to eat meatless pizza. <sighs> That's pretty rough. Pretty rough. Hashtag the Catholic life. Yep. All right. Hashtag, tell the, hashtag Catholic car, Carbo Day. Yeah. All right. Tell the people about our Twitter life. We are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. At you can find me at. Ant underscore Garcia two eight eight. Still the most difficult Twitter handler, Twitter handle ever. <laughs> uh, easy for me to say. You can find me at DQ three two seven and follow the main side at two eighty eight underscore. I need to keep badgering the person who has at two eighty eight until they give it up. Keep at it. We'll get it. We'll, we'll get it eventually. Um, As always, we yeah. thank you uh, for tuning in. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate the love. And uh, leave us any feedback if you if you want. Yes. It's always appreciated. Just don't be like, oh, you guys suck. If you, <laughs> you give us feedback. At least help us get better. Just be a little constructive. Constructive. Don't be a hater. All right. That's all we got to say for you. We'll come back next week with a brand new podcast. We'll do our movies. Yeah. Ooh, this is going to be exciting. All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.